Cats Community and Conversations, a weekly podcast dedicated to Medicine Hat and the surrounding area, hosted by Linda Tooth and Michelle Marshall. Stay tuned for more. Welcome back to Cats Community and Conversations. Hello, Linda Tooth. Michelle Marshall, how are you doing today? I am fabulous. How are you? Very well. Thank you. So uh, you just got back from some glamping. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, How was the tour? Oh, my God. So if you're not familiar with the term glamping, that stands for glamorous camping in Linda Toots' world. Um, Because I don't camp. Let's let's just get that out in the open. Um, I uh, need a flush toilet. Mm -hmm. I need a shower. Mm -hmm. My blow dryer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two recliner chairs. One for me, one for Duncan. Of course. Uh, Microwave. Mm-hmm. Uh, air conditioning and yes. the internet. Oh, sounds like glamping to me. <laughs> so that is glamping, my friends, and we, um, yeah, we enjoy it. Where'd you go? We have a spot out at uh, King Arthur's Lakefront Resort. Ooh. So for those of you that don't know, it's about an hour from our door in Redcliffe to our trailer door, which is nice. really convenient. Nice. And it is south of Vauxhall, north of Tabor. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. So we are very close to kind of that Lethbridge area. So I go in every morning and I get the Lethbridge Herald, read what's going on in Lethbridge, do the crossword puzzle. It's it's a good life, everybody. I'm not going to lie. It is a good life. It is a great life. But you came across a couple articles when you were out glamping from the Lethbridge paper that are a little heart little hard on the heart. Yeah, they are. And Lethbridge, like Medicine Hat, is facing a stray cat population. Uh, so the title of their um, article that I read was uh, City of Lethbridge Needs to Do More to Address the Stray Cat Population. Uh, very similar to what's going on in Medicine Hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was also another article, Unclaimed Pets Filling Up Animal Shelter. So oh. not only is Medicine Hat SPCA seeing an intake uh, in numbers, mm-hmm. but also uh, Lethbridge, as we're noticing, also worldwide. So, yeah, it was sort of a, a sad day um, reading those, um, but it made me feel a little bit better to know that we're just not the only ones that are facing these issues, right? That yeah. this is sort of a worldwide yeah, kind of issue. It, it is global, and it is post-COVID yes. that really that's driving that those stray populations and the abandoned animal population, I guess. Yes. Um, so I'm just a little heartbroken, to be honest. Like, you know, to think if a pet's lost or got out and nobody's actually claiming or trying to find them, that's really heartbreaking. Well, it is. And it's really hard on the shelter as well, too, because um, Medicine Hat um, SPCA, if you've ever been out there, it's not a huge no. facility. And um, I was out there last week doing my little check-in on the cats and everything else. And they're now putting um, animals in the storeroom. Oh, boy. In the storage room, yeah. Because we just don't have the space. So we need to really work on this issue that we are facing, uh, as we know Lethbridge is also facing. And we really need to get on um, a TNR program here in Medicine Hat. And help this stray cat population because, you know, I mean, you can even read the newspaper here, um, ticked off, tickled pink, Tuesday, Thursdays, a lot of people are ranting about uh, cats that are in their yard, these stray cats, 
Uh, people are also going on to social media to um, voice their concern and to vent. And, you know, some of the solutions that they've suggested on social media have been less than kind. Mm. So we need to uh, follow with our last podcast and, and show some kindness and let's work on this um, problem. Yeah. Um, I don't know that we'll ever eradicate the problem, um, but we need to certainly slow it down. Absolutely. And hopefully the changes we've, you know, the SPCA has brought light to council about changing the bylaws for the trap and release or the trap spay and release programs. So I I think, you know, if we can get that moving and that's the catalyst towards kind of alleviating the stray cat population, then I, I think that's fantastic. I think that's really what we need to work towards. But, you know, so what, what can like the average Joe do to help with that stray cat population? Well, I know in Medicine Hat, for example, we have got at least three um, different areas. I'm not going to mention those areas on air because sometimes some people are, mm-hmm. you know, less than kind. But I am aware that there are three um, pods, I like to call them here in Medicine Hat, where there is this stray cat population. Now, some people are showing kindness and they're feeding them, mm-hmm. um, as I would and yeah. have done, you know, on holiday. Um, I always make sure that um, I feed them. Um, and and thank you to those people that are doing that. Um, but I really think that we need to come together as a community. Contact us and let us know uh, what community you are living in so that we make sure that we represent that community uh, when we go forward with council to work mm-hmm. on this um, amendment of the existing bylaw. So that would probably be step number one. Let us know what area of the city um, you're living in. And then we can um, determine from that how many how many cats are we talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, is it one or two? Is it 50? Is it 100? What, what kind of number are we looking at? So that when we do get this uh, trap, neuter, release program, um, or TNR as people like to call it, up and running, we make sure that we're focusing in on the right communities to try mm-hmm. and help this population. And then eventually what we do once we get that TNR program in, uh, in place is then uh, we will trap them, neuter them, or spay them, obviously. And those that can't be adopted would then be released back into right. the community. And they're great um, when they help with uh, pest control, so mice and those kind of things, because we know we have that issue to deal mm-hmm. with as well. Um, but some of them can be adopted. So, yes. you know, some of them um, aren't feral in length, like they're not long-time feral cats, we can take them in and we will work our hardest to try and get them adopted into a loving home in the community. But yeah, my, my suggestion would be, first of all, to get a, in, get a hold of us and let us know what community you represent. And then we can come out and take a look. And yeah, if we feel that there's more than just a couple, yeah, right, that may have gotten uh, loose, then uh, we will address that problem and, and work towards a solution. So uh, biggest message is reported because that's data for us to yeah. determine where we need to go and help those populations. For sure, because, so. I mean, I can't go to council or the SPCA can't go to council and say, well, you know, we think there might be a problem in neighborhood A or neighborhood B. Right. We need that hard um, hard evidence to prove that, yeah, there is, in fact, a problem. And then um, we can represent that with data and say mm-hmm. this is what we need to do. And then there are organizations that will come down and do that. Uh, for us um, right. they'll do the spay and neuter for us and then we will um, determine if they need to be released back into the community or can they be adopted and you know into a loving home because ideally everybody they should be 
indoors. Mm-hmm. You know, they shouldn't be running loose um, because, you know, there's accidents that happen, um, you know, cars that may hit them or whatever. Right. Um, so we need to um, make sure that they're in that loving loving kind of home. Absolutely. And, you know, there's also programs available through the SPCA. So if some cats do come in that are a little bit more feral, we actually have a barn cat program. We do. uh, Where, you know, if you live out in the rural communities and you have a barn or a shop and you're looking for that pest control, keeping the mice and things away, you know, we have cats available, you know, that, that they're quite content. They're happy to just be roaming on the property and you know, mouse and do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's not that we're just adopting pets. We also have animals that are there to help you guys. Yeah, for sure. And that barn program, I think, really needs to be promoted more. I think so, because we don't really talk about it that much. And, you know, I think that's a great way to get some of the... I don't want to say more feral cats, but barn cats adopted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's one cat in particular at the SPCA, and he he needs to be in a barn or shop um, type of environment. And you can tell, right? There's Mm -hmm. some that need to be in a home, you know, with a loving family and some kids, and that's wonderful. But there's those kind of cats, too, that just need to be outside that love to do that sort of free roaming Mm -hmm. and can help you with your um, pest problem, right? We all know that that can be an issue, especially in the barns and in those bigger shops that may be out sort of out in the industrial area. And so let's put a cat out there and... Let them call it home. Absolutely. You're providing them a shelter. You're providing them food. But you're also providing them the environment that they're naturally attracted to. And that they'll thrive in. Exactly. It's a win-win. I can't see my cats thriving in that type of environment. What about mango? Oh, no. 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 Like, maybe half an hour? Oh, you're generous. Yeah. I'm thinking more 15 minutes, but... My cats would be like, what the hell have you brought us into kind of hell is this right mine are definitely house cats but yeah there are those that are used to that type of environment and that thrive in it absolutely yeah. you know i think of mango she's so funny she's such an indoor princess we will open the door and she will come up to the door frame like the threshold and she won't even exit she's like no she's oh, like mm-hmm. and my two will go out but they do not leave the backyard there one will sun herself she's working on her tan <laughs> And the other one, yeah, he's, when it gets too hot, yeah, he's done. Or too cold, no, he's inside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mine are definitely indoor. Yeah. And my foster, can I just mention Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Doe. Johnny Doe. How's Johnny Doe doing? Oh, my gosh, people. Thanks, Michelle, for asking. Johnny Doe is fantastic. He uh, he climbed up on the bed last night, curled up in between us, and he was giving my face a little bit of a clean. My eyes puts his paw over my face. Oh, everybody, I'm a foster mm. fail. Um, I do believe he will be a permanent fixture uh, with us. So Johnny Doe is doing very well. Fantastic. Johnny Doe is thriving yeah. in the cuddle zone. And are we going to talk about you being a potential foster parent? Have you even mentioned that to your husband I, yet? I have. Oh. He's a little hesitant, though, because he's like, he is in love with Mango, right? And he will do anything to protect her, which I love. Yeah. But I think Mango would do okay with a little friend. With a sister. With a sister. And there happens to be, so Mango's a black cat, there happens to be this most adorable cat named Coconut at the shelter who is all white. 
And I feel like they need to be together. Yeah. So stay tuned, folks. There may be more fostering adventures on my behalf. We'll see. Fabulous. Mm. Fabulous. Oh, my God. That that could be so much fun. It could, could be a disaster. It could be fun. Well, you know, it was a bit of a disaster for us for that first week. How are we doing for time here? Because I could okay. go on. Okay, good. Yeah, it was a bit of a disaster in my house for the first week. But now we're seeing some progress. You know, the cats are like, well, you know, he's not so bad after all. Yeah. Uh, we did have an issue with the dog the other day. Got a little possessive when um, Johnny Doe walked by his bone. The dog, you know, snarled and freaked out. Um, I took his bone away from him for 24 hours. I said, that is unacceptable behavior. Discipline. Yeah. You got to discipline. You got to discipline them. And all of my pets have come from um, un, uh, not happy situations. Unsavory. Unsavory. Oh, look at us in our big words today. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you just got to kind of remind mm-hmm. them. You know, you need to be kind. Yes. To everybody. Yes. Oh, my. There's oh, a thread. See? There's a thread of theme running through all there of is. These, yes. these podcasts. Yes. Can you figure it out yet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Be kind. But uh, yeah, so it's going better. But it, it just takes some time, right? Um, you know what our biggest concern is? Is the litter box sharing. Do they need separate litter boxes oh. or would they be okay sharing? Well, we have, um, when we just had the two cats, we had two litter boxes. Okay. And then when Johnny Doe came... Um, we got another one. Okay. So they do use all three. Now I don't sit there and watch them. Yeah. Cause I'm a little busy. Right. 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 But they so, would prefer that. Yeah. Well, you know, you never know. <laughs> um, but all three are being used. So if you are going to get another cat, I would suggest. Good to know. Because mango may have a private moment and coconut's like, I got to go. Well, and that's true right? too. Like we do actually have two litter boxes for Mango. She's got one upstairs you do. and one do. downstairs yeah. because we don't want her to travel too far in the night. No. In case she needs to use the bathroom. So I think, yeah, <laughs> you know, one more, what's one more litter box? Really? 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 It's really, really um, Yeah. It's been, it's been fine. That's fantastic. And th- that's what I think Ryan's biggest issue is, is he's concerned that there's going to be like a brawl using the litter box. Well, Mango can't use two of them at one time, Ryan. So you've got one upstairs and you've got one downstairs. That's two. And if you bring in another cat, that'll be two. It works. I can't understand the issue, Ryan. Thank you, Linda. Thank you for sharing that logic. Now, he is a man. (laughs) So you may have to draw him a picture. He might need a visual. Do I need to mansplain it to him? Like, oh, oh my I'm gosh. I'm full of sass today. Wow. <laughs> Look out. Look, Look out. out. And can I just tell you that that's a lovely t-shirt you're wearing today? Why, thank you. Um, I am proud to sport the devoted feline enthusiast swag shirt from your website, Beautiful. lifewithlinda.ca. I said it right this time. You did. Yeah. I have, I have troubles with that, folks. Uh, the most comfortable t-shirt I own at the moment. Fabulous. And I have ordered mine and it has been shipped. Um, mm-hmm. So I will be patiently waiting. Oh, if, you haven't, if you haven't checked out the merch yet, and there's more to come. Yes. Because as we evolve this website, we've got some sayings, some slogans, some stuff that's coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, stay tuned. We're always updating that merch. Always. And it's fantastic. I love it. Me I too. I love it. How well, are we doing for time? Where are we at? It. That's it for us today, Miss Linda. Again. Again. Wow. Again. You know, the two of us could just sit here all morning and talk. I know. Trouble. Stay tuned. Stay tuned because there's going to be more uh, hot topics dedicated to cats, community, and conversation. Ah, We got that down. We did. Oh, my God.
Thanks so much for joining me today, Linda. Thanks, Michelle Marshall. And thank you, everybody, for uh, for tuning in because uh, we do appreciate it. We do. Have a great day, folks. Toodles.